0: Jeff Harmon. Thanks for being on Radiant Craters again. Go to Jeff Harmon. Yeah, go to Harmon.com yeah, and you can find all, all all about him while you're listening. If you'd like, it's just J J E F F Harmon, H-A-R-M-A-N.com. And of course, this is Craig from Radiant Craters. And we're just going to uh, drop in with Jeff real quick. He was nice enough to hop back on the show. And uh, I will link to the last time we talked in the show notes here. But the world's crazy. We're at an amazing moment to do a quick chat because tomorrow is the midterms. It's the eclipse in Gemini. I believe it's going to be a full moon and an eclipse in Gemini like 6.02 in the morning. Eastern Standard Time, I think. Mars is retrograde, if you hadn't noticed. And (laughs) wow. So what do you think of the current energy at this moment as we roll into this spectacular mushroom-free cloud week? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell you, this this is uh, definitely a very tenuous time. Uh, you know, I, I've been looking a lot into the eclipse. In fact, we just did a podcast on my YouTube channel, and um, we're rendering it right now as we speak. And yeah, the eclipse is so powerful because you know we had a, a full what we call solar eclipse, which is a new moon eclipse, on the twenty fifth of October. And that, as I had mentioned in a podcast, I think I might have mentioned it with you too, yes. that it was, um, the Chaldeans would categorize eclipses as cycles, And this one was actually began in 10,050 AD. I'm sorry, 1050 AD. So long, long time ago. And it carries with it a very intense, power grabbing, violent type of energy. And that was the new moon eclipse. Now it's winding up to the full moon eclipse literally tomorrow morning, Easter time, just like you said. And what's so kooky about this eclipse is it's the moon is conjuncting Uranus, Mercury is conjuncting the sun, and they're all opposing each other. So plain English, this is really, really a wackadoodle eclipse. And also I would say... The other issue is it's happening in the United States, 6th and 12th houses, and there's always an element of subterfuge to that. Now, would you think that they would ever do anything like that with voting? <laughs> I mean, you know, I was actually asked a question by a couple of different clients. It was really good. They said, well, who do you think is going to win? And I cast an interrogation chart, and oh, wow, yeah. it kind of leans towards the Republicans are going to take the House and the Senate. I think they're going to get a majority, but I also think we may not know the outcome right away. Timing's really hard to get in astrology to like the exact minute and day and all that, but we may be delayed on the answer of this because, and you know, you would expect so. I mean, there's a this isn't just one election, it's not like the presidential election. This is several elections or multiple, multiple elections going on all over the country, right? You got governors, you got senators, you got all kinds of stuff going on, mayors. So it's a lot of stuff. And I think we're going to see a lot of chaos and dissension in determining various major places. And are they manipulating the vote? I mean, it's unconstitutional to say that, right? But um, I I can tell you uh, that the chart shows that there's going to be a lot of manipulation. There's already been a lot of discovery to that effect. I've heard a lot of stories where they found Ballot boxes full that shouldn't be, you know, in places that, um, you know, mysteriously showed up. So it's, it's, you know, I don't want to speculate on all that, but, but I've heard a lot of rumors that um, there's people really watching diligently and there's a lot of pressure here. People get really angry. Um, I did a podcast uh, on my YouTube a few days ago about the political mayhem that actually happened in eight, in the 1850s, right before the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I focus on that is because this is exactly the energy we have in this country right now. We literally have that same energy, actually a lot more intensely so. And mm. um, over the next couple of years, we're going to really see this bubble over. It's like a boiling pot getting ready to you know, spill over the edges. So people are, are very upset. And with good cause, because um, I see time.
0: Well, here in Arizona, this seems to be a state which has a lot of eyes on it because of our governor. Well, the governor that's running, uh, Carrie Lake, is quite the eccentric, you know, MAGA, you know, and uh, I like her. I like anybody who's, you know, eccentric and likes to talk crap. And she's really out there. She's uh, so I enjoy it. Um, so we're getting sure. a lot of views, not just in not just in America, but internationally, people are, are watching Arizona to see. And of course, we had a lot of um, shenanigans uh, the last election. I mean, maybe it just comes down to a matter of opinion, whether one believes that there were or not. But I would just say, you know, allegedly, there certainly looks like a lot of damning evidence that there was last election, you know, um, so we're saying that, though. Oh, okay. Well, allegedly, you know, (laughs) there could have been allegedly, and you got to watch out because, yeah, people have been. So uh, here in Arizona, uh, a judge had to, uh, passed, I guess, an ordinance or something that like, you know, armed people can't be within 250 feet of a ballot box. I think people were exaggerating. But, you know, we are proud rednecks here in Arizona. And there were some like, you know, military contractor looking dudes standing at the ballot boxes. And uh, so it's really, really alive. And you can feel it. And one thing I feel that I do really enjoy is everybody expects mayhem. They expect some cheating. People have that in mind. But uh, what I love is that I do see a bit of a glimmer of hope in Arizona. People are excited, you know, because well, we're people are mad. They're really mad. They're mad and excited, you know, mad yeah. and hopeful, at least, you know, well. Well, they should be concerned because when you look at
1: it, I mean, when you have the president of the United States who really has some cognitive issues, he really does. And when he's talking about shutting down coal-fired power plants, I mean, have you ever been in a coal plant? I have. I, it's stunning. I, I actually worked on a um, research project with Asaea Power Systems in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, way back in the 80s, about 40 years ago. And I, I never knew much about power plants until I worked on that job. We were actually recording power line transmission signals. And I was stunned at the you know apparatuses in power plants. I mean, you're talking turbines and generators that are bigger than, you know, some downtown apartment buildings. You know, I mean, they're huge. Some of these things are absolutely gigantic. And the power it takes to generate this, I mean, for Biden to make a a, a claim that he's just going to start shutting down all the coal power plants. And of course, they want to shut down nuclear from right here, too. They're not going to be able to match that with wind power, which is intermittent in the the first place. You know, I I, I said there's a lot of hot air coming out of Washington. They could put a lot of windmills around that and maybe get get some power. But uh, I I really wouldn't uh, think wind is ever going to come close to what uh, coal-fired steam plants and nuclear power plants are going to do. I mean, the needs of this country are just gargantuan. And this man talks like an imbecile. And, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the things that I I brought up a lot is Lenin made a comment. It was on the wall of the Reagan Library. He said, we don't care if we kill three quarters of the human race, as long as the remaining quarter is communist. And this is how these people think. And I really believe at the top of the pyramid, above the politicians, the ones doling out the money going like this to all the politicians, You know, we hear about Soros, we hear about, you know, uh, Klaus Schwab and Gates and all this stuff. I I think that the rabbit hole goes far deeper. And we don't know who these guys are. There's a lot of speculations that the Rothschilds or Rockefellers, all that, which is probably true. But uh, the bottom line is they're the owners at the top of the pyramid and they want global global new one world order. In fact, we've heard many of the past presidents parrot that term. If you shut down diesel fuel, if you shut off all the energy grids and you start going on wind power, I mean, how are you going to charge your Tesla? You know, Mm -hmm. I've heard so many people complain that they'll take a trip and they can't get charging. You know, they're waiting in line and it took them longer to wait in the line to get their car charged. than it did to make the trip, you know, I mean, yeah, you know, petrochemicals may not be perfect, but they're very efficient. And they've gotten things to the point where the pollution levels are so far down. And uh, I think it's just too soon. If they had uh, an initial alternative like hydrogen or something else we could immediately plug into, then make the transition. These people aren't doing that. They're literally shutting everything down and saying, go buy electric car. And then they want to shut off the electricity grids. So what are they really up to here? This is yeah. communism. Um, you know, I think it was Stalin. He got tired of sending hit squads in to kill all the farmers. So And I think Mao did the same thing in, in China. Mao could be responsible somewhere between 50 and 100 million people. They, they don't know. I've heard all kinds of guesstimates, 50, 75. Well, here's the point. These communists if you don't they don't want you to, you know, negotiate with them. You either comply or be killed. And this is where we're going. And and when you can have your finger on the on the levers of all of society's energy, you can shut down this place. If if the trains and the trucks stop, people won't eat. And even water will stop if you shut off diesel. Now they claim all oh, that's never going to happen. How could it not? If Biden is shutting down every lease uh, on on the uh, on, on the country, all the oil people I've heard from, or uh, on the news as well, they're all saying you can't do this. Um, I have a, a a really good source that he he has diesel fuel that he supplies to huge suppliers, trucking companies. He's right now buying an extra thirty eight thousand gallons of fuel. I
0: heard in order to stock up because he thinks it's not going to be available it makes sense and when we look at what's going on uh if anybody thinks that w- th- what we're conjecturing <clears throat> towards i guess you could say is impossible well it wasn't that long ago that the uh, country was shut down for two years you know uh, yeah. but a, a different scam and so in a sense this one is probably a lot easier for them to push, and well, it's because the first one didn't work. So, here's round mm-hmm. two, everybody. And it's funny how we have I know it was an opinion piece, but opinion pieces oftentimes to me are very well orchestrated, they're not by chance. And so, the opinion piece saying that maybe we need COVID <coughs> amnesty I thought was really an interesting thing to come out because it's like, well, let's just put that behind us, let's just you know, forget about it, let's not have like Nuremberg 2. Let's just forgive us, you know, but, Mm. but to ask for amnesty is to imply a crime was committed. Mm. So in a sense, it's Mm. not so much, Hey, let's have amnesty. It's more like, in my opinion, the globalists, as I would call them are saying, um, we have decided that we are now innocent of our crimes. So let's move on to the next situation that we have waiting for you around the corner, you know? Sure. We don't, want to fight a, we don't want to fight a war on two fronts. So we're, we, we now have amnesty. You can't do anything about it. So it mm-hmm. seems like they're flushing the toilet. <laughs> they're cleaning the bowl and they're getting ready for round two. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, as you're mentioning about the oil and the gas, there's something about, I wonder how that works. Like what your take on that is where we have a lot of the world right now, a lot of the situations are all about oil, gas, etc. cetera. So we have Nord Stream 1 and 2 course a little bit i think two is two is still functional but you know that was blown up by somebody who has a lot of resources that wasn't you know i mean you know guam did not blow it up right i mean somebody with resources blew that up um uh strategic oil reserves i'm not i can't find really good traction on understanding Hmm. that one exactly but it does appear that the strategic oil reserves are i think at all-time highs, I was I was reading this morning. As far as our all-time lows, you know, yeah, they're all-time um, low. You know, all-time, well,
1: that's what they're doing for the midterm elections.
0: They're depleting that even further to lower gas prices. And it seems like they've realized that, of course, the midterms are well tomorrow. You know, so what does it matter anymore? So it seems like the, I was reading some articles this morning that they're finding that they're maybe even lower than uh, expected. So I had but, kind yeah, of a feeling I hear they're about
1: ready to run out
0: yeah i had a feeling that maybe they would just run those suckers right to empty today you know because i'm not sure what future they're planning on so maybe it doesn't matter it's
1: not looking too good and and the problem is it's you know this is the the reason uh why it's such a a critical election because they they're literally you know able to shut down the economy i mean People don't realize how dire that is. I mean, if you stop trains and trucks and diesel fuel alone, this economy screeches to a halt. And let's let's do the math here. If you don't have trucks and trains, you're not going to have food to the grocery stores, gas to the gas pumps. Pretty soon, you'll find also, too, that you're going to lose, if it really got bad, a lot of the pumps in municipalities for water departments run off of diesel. So, I mean, it, it the the it's a ripple domino effect that is so powerful. It's almost inconceivable we're even talking about it. I mean, it, when you think about the, you know, insanity and we're sitting on more oil than any other country in the world. The United mm-hmm. States is more oil rich than any country in the world with coal and oil and natural gas. It's stunning. And yet this is all being shut down under the climate you know, facade. You know, th- th- a lot of people who've done research and really good scientists who can't get any press are saying it's the sun, folks. This mm-hmm. has happened before. It's not farting cows and, and SUVs. But you see how effective the media is. You know, I had someone ask a question uh, about a week ago. I was almost kind of taken aback by it. And they actually said, Do you think the media is really, really, you know, snowballing us and, and skewing truths and, and, you know, selling propaganda. And I said, Well, I don't think we need an astrology chart for that. <laughs> I said, No, no. <laughs> you know, I said, Yeah, uh, that's my opinion. But it was interesting. I I cast the chart and it absolutely so not only was it happening, but it was forcefully happening. In other words, they were ramming ideas and programming down our throat. And, you know, this is the same thing we've seen in certain religions. If you tell, and cults, if you tell enough people enough things, enough times, they're going to acquiesce and say, okay, you know, and and even if they don't believe it, they'll accept it as a way to just move on in their lives. And this is what we're hearing right now. Like the biggest sale uh, that I'm hearing right now is, you know, democracy is on the ballot. Okay. And, you know, Tucker Carlson put out an incredibly amazing. 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 He he's like a national treasure. I love that guy. And I'll link
0: in the show notes that, that yeah, you know. That I love video. it because
1: I, I he was right. I actually had a ballot and I checked it and I looked on it and I turned it over even and I looked again and I said he's right. There's democracy's not on the ballot. There's only candle. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And it's so yeah. true because you know the, these people, folks, they're blowing smoke up your rear end and telling you it's a clear day. They're Mm -hmm. urinating down your back and telling you it's raining. Sorry to be a little crass, but that's that's what they're doing. And the, the interesting thing is the astrology supports that. Uh, on my web, uh, on my uh, podcast, I actually have diagrams that I put up that shows the United States has a Neptune square Mars going on right now in the sidereal zodiac. <clears throat> now, what does that mean? That is subterfuge. That is trickery. That is lying. That is literally almost like a mind control. It is trickery. There's there's no other words for it. It's skewing the truth, and it awful uh, often uh, is is a time when... Uh, You're actually being coerced to believe the truth. And this is exactly what was happening right before the Civil War. And we have it again, except what's different this time is the United States has what Rome had after its first 250 years of existence, and that is a Pluto return. Pluto returns, folks, is literally going to either destroy the country or it's going to be the phoenix rising out of the ashes. And you don't need to have an IQ above room temperature to do the math. They're flooding the borders. They're shutting down the energy. They've infiltrated every major point of control, the governors, the district attorneys, and all the strategic points. That's very you know surgically inserted to cause mayhem and chaos. And God only knows who's really coming across the border. I've heard a lot of oh, theories. Bad guys bad guys well, they may be more than just bad guys they may be actual people very capable of creating some real mayhem if yeah. they wanted to ha- have that happen you know watch ramble the first ramble uh, what one guy in a machine gun t- can do when they, when they know what they're doing and they and they have resources and this is kind of scary because that's what they want the, the only way you can get communism to come into the united states is you first have to bring it to its knees do mm-hmm. the math energy, the borders, the crime, the governors, um, you shut all that stuff down. And the next thing you know, you have a broken society. You've destroyed it. And then the people will scream, save us, save us. And of course, Utopia will come in and say, great, here's all your checks. Here's your digital currency. And the next thing we know, we're in communism but a very yeah. sophisticated one still with freedom on top of it. So, you know, China was the model these new one world orderers really like. And China's already on digital currency. You know, they, they, they've they already got so much identification systems, face recognition. You know, they they basically want to put a barcode on everyone's forehead and, and control society. And the scary thing is, you know, Nostradamus actually said this in one of the quatrains. Even though Nostradamus... I think has been misinterpreted a number of times. But what's germane there, I remember reading this in the 70s. There was a translation my mother had. And it said, in the future, humanity, everyone will be codified. In other words, everyone will have a number, just like the beast. And few, few will like their places. So hopefully we're not going there just yet. (laughs) And hopefully we never go there. But, you know, the United States Constitution and its Bill of Rights is the finest documents ever drafted, ever, uh, that I know of in modern, you know, history. And it gives anyone the right to freedom of speech, freedom to bear arms, freedom to have their own religious beliefs, and many other freedoms that are in there that no other country has. And communism certainly doesn't have it. Mm -mm. And um, we're going to see... You know, if, if the United States collapses,
0: literally, uh,
1: it's the last spoke in the wheel. They'll
0: get their new one world order. That's oh, yeah. what it's they've a, been dreaming of. It's the shining city on the hill, as it was called. There is nowhere to run after this. And I thought it was rather, you know, chilling when we got, I forget what who said it, but the uh, we got our final warning after, you know, Biden was talking about democracy being on the ballot and such. And oh, yeah. that's quite a lot of vitriol. Now we're getting a final warning. That was rather... Oh, yeah. A final warning. OK. Gotcha. A final warning to
1: vote for them.
0: Right. Yes. A final warning is if we don't. And you mentioned the Civil War and having stars similar now as there was then. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Civil War is something also that uh, people don't necessarily. uh Well, they don't care about it. But they also just don't know about it. And, you know, the thing well, is that was not, years ago. Yeah, yeah. And it was not a. And, and America still, I think, is divided and suffering from it because the the truth is not known. You know, it's co- like why why won't the whole JFK thing go away? Because somehow in our collective, we know something's not right. You know, and so I think the Civil War doesn't go away because we know something's not right. And you know, Lincoln, uh, he didn't he didn't care about, in my opinion, I'll say I don't think he cared about slavery whatsoever. He just wanted to keep the union as he put it together. You know, I think it was really the the very first battle between like your city. And you're rural you know it was really the it's it, it really was I mean ultimately in the city ultimately the north was controlling the cost of goods and and they were kind of enslaving the south itself so it was a war of desperation and you know it, it's and the thing about the stars being the same is Lincoln was throwing all kinds of journalists in jail you know I mean he yeah, was I not, he was not kind of the press whatsoever you know and and uh, Uh, I could go on. It was crazy. Yeah, it was a crazy time. And that's the thing. When we have similar stars, I'm like, this is where I wish people, well, had more of an interest in history, because if one studies that and gets past the the textbook nonsense about what it was about, um, they start realizing that, man you know, the victors really do write the history, don't they? <laughs> yeah, they
1: do write the history, yeah. But it's good slavery was abolished. I mean, no one should yes. be in slavery. No one. I don't care what your color, what your race, what your creed. You know, a- anyone should watch the movie Spartacus with um, mm. with Kirk Douglas. What a great movie. Great movie. And you'll see, you know, all races and cultures have been enslaved yes. at various times. I mean, look what's going on in China. Um, You know, it's, they've got work camps. You know, they don't... You know, They'll, they'll throw you in there and, you know, you'll be lucky if you ever come out. And it's, it's horrible what's done to the human race throughout history. Yeah, And, you know, that's one of the things I did like about the civil war. The only thing I would say is what they also didn't tell us is um, there was a 13th amendment prior to the civil war that Thomas Jefferson in his very, very late years. And some of the, I think some of the later founding forefathers actually tried to institute, and they did, it was the original 13th Amendment, which kept the barristers and attorneys out of the White House. (laughs) Mm. And he said, if a barrister, of course, is an attorney, he says, if they ever get in, they're going to constantly, you know, reword and re, you know, short circuit things. And, you know, I know a lot of great attorneys, but let's face it, you know, the weasel wording that can be done in laws, and this is what's happening now is you see every one of them are attorneys, and uh, if they're not, most of them are, and uh, it seems to be a prerequisite a prerequisite right now to become a politician. But um, the the interesting thing was that was ratified by Virginia, the 13th state, and they printed like 10,000 copies. When the Civil War came out, they reinstituted the 13th Amendment without that provision. And there's actually some detectives who found that. You can find it online. Just just Google the missing 13th Amendment. <clears throat> so yes, there was a lot of subterfuge put in. And a lot of it was taxes and control. <clears throat> of course, we hear them as carpetbaggers and all that. But yeah, it was. It was instituting many different things uh, of powers and controls on the government. And this is what Biden's doing right now, hiring the yes. armies of, of IRS agents. And I can tell you. You know, that is indentured slavery and uh, the, the legal stuff can make your life hell. And I've seen mm-hmm. judges, you know, do stuff that is really questionable. You, you really question whether or not they're on the side of justice in law or on the, are, are they on the side of some of these gigantic law firms. I've seen them literally adjudicate things contrary to logic um, just to favor a powerful law firm that contributes to legal funds and so on and so forth. So it's, it's really, it's a dicey system. And the constitution is, is the only thing that's the firewall to communism. It is truly the firewall. And uh, if, if we allow that to be breached and which it is clearly right now, uh, we're going to be in big trouble.
0: Yeah. And it seems like you can really feel it at this time uh, with the, Midterms that we have coming up, you know, uh, I don't really have a political allegiance to either side, but it's just but it's just that at this moment, to me, what I would what I believe would stop communism at the moment would slow it down is that massive red wave. I'll even settle for a a massive rhino wave. I mean, (laughs) even that will work. We need and I think that would be wonderful. So I know that's something that, you know, is really in the air right now because. um it's a great mystery. I think a lot of Americans are wondering how exactly we we got here, you know, and, and who who here is actually for, you know, communism. And then, as you were saying, when you flood the borders, etc., that helps. And there's, you know, there's been a lot of programming. I mean, there I would say mm-hmm. there might be a solid 10 percent of the population who's all about the WEF and Klaus Schwab. And they would love. Oh, they love it. Oh, there's JN. more than that. There's yeah. more
1: than that. They've really successfully divided the country. I don't know what the percentage numbers are. There's a lot of folks out there. They bought this all hook, line, and sinker, and some of them so much so they're willing to get in fist fights over it. I've seen. Oh it. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're, they're radical. <laughs> and, they'll, they'll go slit your tires. They'll, they'll, you know, do whatever they can do. And um, yeah, we're we're in crazy times. The power of programming is extremely, extremely deep. And uh, this is what's been going on. You know, the listenership. Um, when you look at some of the mainstream media, they've really lost a lot. The numbers are far worse than it yes. looks. So everyone is seeing what's going on. You know, Jimmy Kimmel said, you know, he lost half his viewership, but he doesn't care. You know, his job is to propaganda Trump and and anything else that you know doesn't fit the agenda. So you see how much this stuff is slanted. And it's influenced by big money. It really is. Um, you know, you 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 can see many of the comedians out there, without naming names, they're they're not doing comedy anymore. They're doing political yeah. programming using comedy. That's a whole other thing. You know, the days of Johnny Carson are long, long wow. gone. And Jay Leno, you know, I mean, and and even even David Letterman, you know, he was not a political arm of a party. He was a comedian. And, um, you know, those shows are long gone. We have literally seen our media and our branches of government politicized and weaponized against us in a mind control effort. And this is exactly what's happening. Same thing in the Civil War. There were bands of people. If you didn't believe in slavery, they'd shoot you. I mean, they were fighting and you know, all kinds of crazy stuff in the, in the streets. So it was about slavery too, but what what you find is these guys clearly know how to stick it into the victors. Like you said, they write the history, but they also were able to put in their agendas. So, Oh yeah. We're in a dicey time. We really, really are. And, and I I can tell you the United States has a real blessing behind it. I always like to talk about George Washington, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> There's a lot of mystery surrounding that man, and you know it's it's kind of easy to aggrandize that now, you yes. know, almost 250 years later. But the the history kind of supports it's true, and that is um, there was bullet holes in his uh, coat. He was actually fighting for the British in 1762, right at the beginning of the Industrial Revolution. And uh, astrologically, that was a Jupiter Saturn conjunction that ushered in the Industrial Revolution. And what's interesting about this is every officer with Washington was killed except like one or two. And they said two horses were shot out from underneath him. He had all kinds of bullet holes in his hat and in his uh, coat. I think it was on display at one time in one of the um, museums. It's now gone. Um, But an Indian chief had come up to him after the war and said, we saw a great spirit over you. And we knew that you were going to, we couldn't kill you. Kept shooting at you. And he said, We knew you were going to lead a great empire into existence, which of course was the United States. And even the military analysts who say Washington's ragtag revolutionary army, which was underfunded, undersupplied, uh, etc., and, and also un- under um, populated, you know, they didn't have as many people as the British were pouring over here with the monarchies and uh, and the the money that the British monarchy had. So when they look at it militarily, he shouldn't have won. He he shouldn't have won, but he did. And there was a lot of luck on the side of America. And I want to bring one more thing up. They actually say that throughout history, there's a legend that at the formation of every great nation for the people, an ascended master shows up. And there's rumor that one did in the United States signing. In fact, Manly P. Hall mentions this in his book, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. And I actually spoke to Manly P. Hall uh, briefly about some of these things a long time ago, about 40 years ago when he was alive. And uh, long story short, they said this man only eats fruit off the vine. It was very, everyone listened to him. No one ever mentioned who he was. And he disappeared after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. So he had a lot of statements uh, apparently to say to these people. So whether that legend is true or not, I probably have to say I think it is, in my personal opinion, uh, because I've I know these kinds of things happen. So there's a divinity to the United States because it protects the human spirit and the right to the human spirit. You know, no country's perfect, but this one's certainly leaning in that direction overall for all of its occupants and the politicians have always been skewing it and using it and bending it around to their advantages. But overall, this country is really divine. And um, I, I think the naughty astrology shows that this January, there's going to be a lot of justice and blessings coming to the United States. Uh, why? Because there's a progression in the naughty astrology uh, called a 12-year Jupiter progression that clocks in right about the end of this year. And that's six months, of course, past July 4th, which will put us right in January. Well, if these elections are going to be successful, that would certainly say that that would be why that would happen. So, yeah. um,
0: definitely. and <clears throat> with really hope. Oh yeah, and with Manly P. Holly also of course, along with the secret teachings of all ages, there was the uh, a secret destiny of America is quite the That's inspiring right. little book because there's so yeah, yeah. I do I do believe that there's a you know a divinity to America, and I think that this is really um, this midterm election, this moment, it seems like uh, we're gonna find out. It's kind of a test. We're gonna see if America's got any grace left, you know. Because yeah, I, I, well, I think we need to I think we need to push in the right direction or at least the temporary right direction to sort of stop the onslaught of because I, l- I look at Germany, for instance, that's like I would call them like I call them the WEF globalists. You know, that's the plan. And we're seeing it there. So you see Germany deindustrializing, yeah. you know, if and the thing is, you know, my belief, allegedly they were making uh, deals with the Russians. Let's get some uh, let's get some natural gas over here because we can't our government cannot stay functional people are going to throw us out. And, uh, somebody, somebody got word of that and just blew it up. And so the, uh, what is his name? I forget. Uh, he wrote a book called like, um, uh, screwing over your allies. I forget what it was called, but he, he's, a, he's in the cabinet right now. It's something like that. Uh and, mm. uh, and, and Kissinger said, you know, if you're America's enemy, that's dangerous. If you're America's friend, it's deadly. So in a sense, there's extremes going on in Germany. I think it's a good example. People should like, if you look there, you're going to see that that's kind of the plan they're aiming here with the diesel fuel supposedly running out, no reserves, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that the oh, way we can kind of you stop know,
1: society cold.
0: Yeah. The way we can kind of like bump that, you know, uh, pin, uh that uh, pinball machine without tilting, it would be bam, just kind of, and I think like that's the thing tomorrow I think is the beginning of, an incredibly important moment, and you can feel it. You can feel the Mars retrograde, you can feel the eclipse. I you mean, you bet. I don't know anybody who's got any. Well, this is a crazy all. eclipse. The, this eclipse conjuncts Uranus,
1: and then, yes. uh, in, the, in other words, the moon conjuncts Uranus, and then it opposes both the sun and Uranus, and the sun will conjunct Uranus a day later. So, you can bet there's going to be a lot of mayhem here in the vote counting, a lot of skewing, uh, a lot of dissension uh you know biden's already telling us well you're gonna yes. have to wait and and you're gonna have to accept what we say you know so you final know, warning
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah know, it's, it's, it's an amazing time and it's it's really amazing that we have the eclipse that moment and it seems like you know i don't want to keep you too long i'm I'm glad you're willing to hop on real quick and yeah, yeah. but so we, we, we are in a mars retrograde right now and to mm-hmm. me it seems like very poignant i'm noticing that uh there's a lot of more hostility than usual driving, you know, uh, moody moody people or people with kind of mental issues are off the charts right now. They're not functioning. Um, and people have, you know, a feeling uh, like you're more intuitive. Uh, people are are feeling like they don't belong on the planet anymore. They're like, nothing here makes sense. They're kind of having a life review. I'm just seeing a lot. It feels almost like, Oh yeah. Mars retrograde is intense. It only
1: happens once every two years. You know, the, the, Siderealists, or you could say the yogis in India, had a good point about retrograde planets. See, when they go backwards, they actually act a little more powerfully because they're going against the signs. And I, I tell everybody when I do readings, I'm always looking at what house is Mars retrograding in, in your birth chart. So if it's going in your 12th house, 12th house is difficult for all of us when Mars transits. Your energy's lower, you get fatigue, you know, you get a lot of psychic stuff coming up. So if it's retrograding back and forth in your 12th house, you're going to find this is a major time of psychological, you know, purging, if you will. And, you know, the rest of the houses, as you go all the way around, people are having it in their 10th house of career. They might have it in their 6th house of health. They might have it in their house of children, the 5th house or creativity, you know, or the fourth house of the home. So it, it's happening for everyone, and it's really powerful, especially if it's making aspects. Well, in the United States, it's very powerful because it's actually retrograding in the sidereal air trine. And um, this eclipse started in the air trine in Libra of the Vedic astrology. And what's really powerful is the full moon, will actually happen in Aries. Uh, The moon will be in Aries in in the uh, sidereal system. So that's a fire and air Mm. activity. It's very active. Fire, any fireman will tell you, don't open the door when there's a fire, right? The house will go up. So, you know, fire fuels air. And I should say air fuels fire. And that's, this eclipse has those linkages in it. So it's very, very powerful. And um, emotionally- it's really going to be charged and its effects are going to be felt for probably the next year and a half, two years. And the reason why um, the, the ancients said, when, a when an eclipse happens, see this one, it, there's, it's called the penumbra when, when it enters the outer uh, shadow, when, when the earth enters the outer shadow blocking the moon. And then it goes into a, this is like a, what they call a blood moon. It's very powerful because it's, it's going very close in latitude and ecliptic latitude to the moon, the earth is. So it's a very strong eclipse. And what happens is when it gets into the full eclipse, it the full eclipse itself actually is going to be about an hour and a half. It's not exactly, but it's pretty close to that. <clears throat> the total eclipse will be almost three hours, plus three hours, mm. but it won't really be dark, you know, just be kind of, shadowed on on a large portion of that. The center of the eclipse can be up to an hour and a half. Well, that equates to about a year and a half to two year effect afterwards. So it's Mm. very, very powerful. And there's a lot of details to eclipses. Uh, Again, this eclipse has a very powerful seizing energy to it. It's very violent too, because it has a Mars Pluto uh, original energy and its creation. See, these eclipses happen at the North and South Poles when they're created. That's where the tail of the dragon came from. It's the Mm -hmm. head and tail of the dragon. See, so these start at the North and South Pole, and they serpentine across the earth over a period of over a thousand years sometimes. And this one is coming back from uh ten thousand uh, fifty or 1050 ad. is when it was started so it's it's come back a couple of times before but it it tends to have a really uh disruptive revolutionary energy to it and mm. uh, we'll, we'll see so I yeah we'll it I, turns I, out the interrogation's right uh, I, this does lean towards I think they're they're going to take the uh, Senate and the house uh it'll get and- skewed It'll get, but I think the, the, the people are afraid and I think we're going to see an overwhelming turnout.
0: I think so. And, uh, well, thanks for being on and I, I am hoping, you know, I think that, uh, that's all we need is a, a little win, you know, in the battle, yeah. like like that little win in the war to give us a little, so we can dig some new trenches and, and we can keep moving forward. Yeah, and, uh, that's what I think we need announced. to do, you know? need to yeah. advance our fighting position start putting some pressure on the commies you know right. uh and so uh one last thing is with mars you mentioned so so people who want to check out their own their chart it's pretty much where mars was in your natal chart that comes into play then also yeah where, oh yeah you look at where the it is house right. it's
1: happening in and the aspects that it's making during it see mars is slow <clears throat> this thing won't go direct until the middle of January. And then it's going to turn around and have to retrack back over all the areas it went retrograde in. So Mars retrograde actually can affect your chart up to about four or five months. Mm. That's a long time depending on the houses it's in. So yeah, it's huge. And this for the United States is very, very powerful because it's dancing back and forth between you know, the air trines and it's, see, the United States also had a 30 year Saturn progression move in right on July 4th, it's two hundred forty-sixth year birthday. So this is very powerful, very powerful. And Saturn is always the planet of karma. It's the cross over the crescent of the moon. Plus another thing I mentioned on my podcast that's coming out today, it's literally, um, we are in Sate <clears throat> Now, people listening to this will go, Sadi what? That's what I said when I first heard it. Sate is a strange word in the ancient Sanskrit, Tamil, and Hindi that, that means the seven-and-a-half-year transit of Saturn over the moon. <clears throat> and what it's doing is it's been going on for the last two years. Hmm. Well, look what's been happening for the last two oh, years. Oh, interesting. So, isn't that interesting? And <laughs> it's, it's going to go full-on over the moon starting January 17th of this year. Now, people say, okay, great. What does it mean? Well, that's really, that's like flipping a switch and connecting a circuit. That makes the flow of karmic energy really, really happen. Mm. And I think we're going to see some serious stuff happening this coming year that's going to be off the charts. And I would tend to say it leans towards more positive than negative because, and it could be unprecedented, because with Jupiter joining right in January that tips the scales and i think who's going to save us is going to be the legal system believe it or not yes. uh, the supreme court and some of the lower supreme courts are, are going to be what actually saves this place <clears throat> biden technically he had to be impeached he's he's not even cognitive enough to run the country secondly some of the things he says is out and out blatant lying i mean he's making up you know, like telling people he's a professor and this and that, and he's done
0: this,
1: (laughs) you know, he he takes on whatever BS he has to take on based on the the crowd he's in front of. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: this is just not the way a leader should act. A leader should act honestly and with integrity and intelligence. And I don't see any of those with him. I mean, he's really a gone guy. He really is. And it's quite quite alarming to see this. And moreover, it's really alarming to see how much weaponization the media and the Department of Justice and the FBI have. And and I think think it's going to come back to haunt them, is what it shows. And these astrology aspects show that that might be the case.
0: And that would be great, because that would put a lot of things to rest. I do think that the uh, collective Western, you know, governments are in general pretty maybe the worst ever I've, I've seen in my short years on the planet. And, uh, you know, definitely, I think that if we do have a change in direction, that'd be great. Cause I do think that, uh, um, the right change in government here, I think would pull NATO out of Ukraine. I think that would be good. And, uh, that's just my little, you know, opinion, but that might divert or, you know, basically, that's just a, that's kind of a gulf of tonkin situation eventually is going to happen and we have the west who's kind of pushing for that let's put troops in the way let's you know we got, I don't understand the There's a lot more ad, to
1: that than meets the eye.
0: And I yeah, don't want to go into
1: that now, but there's a yeah, lot more lot a, Ukraine. A lot,
0: that, a lot, that, a lot there's, there's so much to it. It's very, very deep, you know, but it does seem like we have a push for disaster there. And I'd love to see the justice you're talking about happen, kind of a red or even rhino wave, be the kind of beginning crest of that here, because I would love to see all that just diverted. It'd be quite easy for a change of leadership and opinion to just pull out, let that settle itself, and then- we can all get back to um you yeah. know farming our carrots exactly. and um and uh, milking the cows and we can have a good time you know in uh, utopia yeah. <laughs> right exactly yeah well well thanks right, so much for friend. being on it, it's been great you're so welcome yeah i think this is going to help people Check this out. There's hope. I'm looking forward to it. I believe in it. So, um, thanks so much for being on the show, Jeff. Yeah, Cameron. get take- out and vote.
1: You know, they they may burn your vote, but so what? If they they can't burn them all, that's at the least you'll off.
0: have a yeah. At least you'll have a clean conscience in the revolution if that happens. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. that's why I all voted. Right. So <laughs> take yeah. care. Hopefully
1: there won't be one. Hopefully we can just get through this without a bunch of chaos and violence, and you know we'll see where it all goes. So absolutely All
0: right. Listen. Take care. Bye. You bet. Thank you so much. Bye.